Hi and welcome to Guys on Bikes Talking Shite, a podcast that covers the ups, the downs and the detours of planning an adventure and everything else that follows. Is your mic against your face? It's very hard to hear you. What about now? That's better. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah. Much better. We were just discussing how hungover I am. Yeah, man. Did you wake up with regret? I didn't wake up with regret. It was just painful. The best man, we bought him a bottle of whiskey to like say thanks for organising it. Mm. And it was a bottle of Redbreast 12. So I was like, go get him a nice bottle. And then we're in the hostel on the last night, at like four, 5 a.m. And he's like, well, we have some of the whiskey. And we're like, sure. And between the six of us, we drank the whole bottle at like 5 a.m. And it was just like, that was a terrible oh. idea. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. And then the, the cleaner came in. The checkout was at like half 10. And the cleaner whipped open the door at like 10.35 and just flicked on the lights and went, good morning, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> so I've dealt with you ruffians before. Uh, definitely in Galway. Yeah. That was good fun though. Like, I'm so glad it was a train we were on and not uh, like that you'd have to drive home. Oh yeah, absolutely. Imagine driving home after all that. Yeah. Oof. My work do, which was in uh, Dover, no, Devon, I was nursing a cracking hangover because I slept in a tent and I woke up like a baked potato. I was getting cooked and I was dehydrated. And uh, the night before, I I burnt my hands, which I'd sent you a, oh, yeah. a picture of. And <laughs> so I had to drive one-handed and cross over with my right hand to change the gears and everything. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also... I gave myself a headlong fracture on my big toe when I was at that work do as well as burning my hand. That took my mind off of it. But ever since then, uh, every time I push down on my toe to try and try and close it like you would make a fist with a toe, uh, it's very painful. And it's been about three months. But it's only when I move it, it hurts. When when it's sitting there normally, fine. Um, I think we should probably so, have a, like a weekly segment for Nathan's ailments. Yeah, man. I was just thinking that. <laughs> How long you got? <laughs> Now over to Nathan in the newsroom for Nathan's ailments. <laughs> yeah, this just in. I've just eaten a lava hot shepherd's pie. I can't taste anything. It's great. That is always the worst, yeah. especially when you get to go cups and it, like if you get just just black coffee mm. and they use boiling hot water and it, once the lids on it, and you put it into your mouth and then you burn the top, just the front top of your mouth. That is so. And, and what's even worse? Is they trick you so bad because they've got like a little tiny steam hole on the other side of the circle or lid. Mm. So if you blow it through the, the drinky cup hole, hot steam goes into your face. Yeah, it's really not nice. It's not a steam hole, Nathan. It's for pressure. It creates the vacuum for you to suck the coffee out. You ever tried to drink the coffee with your finger over that hole? It won't come out. That's you need, you need a vacuum for it to go through. <laughs> I can't. Okay, yeah. Don't blow hot steam in your eye. Then something new every day. Then you forget it again. And I probably will. I'll try and remember. <laughs> you know what's going to happen now when we go on this this ride? Nathan's going to do it like every day. Just like, oh, guys, look at this. <laughs> ah! Every day. <laughs> we have to have lots of coffee on this. We, we all like coffee. Um, do you know what we did do, what? actually, uh, on, on the stag? There was, there was a guy from London on the trip as well. So this sounds like a popular game in England, too. You know when you're in secondary school and someone bends down behind you and then your mate just pushes you over them <laughs> and like you fall straight in your arse? <laughs> we spent, I'm not joking, three hours doing it to each other in the park. 
And then we had to have like a, a ceasefire, a truce in the middle of it. It's like, lads, come on, this is getting ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it will we'll just keep going now. It's like, um, oh, what's that film where they're playing tag, even in like... It's called Tag. Is it called, it's called Tag? tag. It's yeah. <laughs> Funerals and everything, that makes sense. That's it. You'll just be, you know, going to an interview one day. On the wedding day as well, just there. That was it. Music. That's what the, the best man didn't get got and he started it and we were like just in the middle of a speech man that's it <laughs> yeah take him out Boris Johnson stuff when is the wedding it's literally the day before we got the two days before we go to France um, holy shit and I'm coming home the day before it's like a three day wedding it's just like dinner on the first night that I'm not going to I'm driving down afterwards and then we're coming home on the Wednesday but there is a barbecue that I'm not going to at 5pm and then we're going to France on the Thursday it's impressive Sounds like an eventful fucking week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually, I know, I can obviously, I can remember how I met Carl because we started off in the same job. But Rob, did I meet you at a party first off? Like, I'm trying to think of the very first time. Was it literally Carl's? I think I met you it in re- Oslo. Yeah, I've been a boot. May, May 14th or whatever, May 17th. May 17th. Yeah, May 17th. Yeah, it was the day where I think Nathan had come over early mm-hmm. for some reason. And I, like, I don't know, it was over maybe two days before, and I arrived the day of. And Nathan was literally in Norway for, like, 12 hours, and you got the taxi home from uh, Vizla or whatever it's called, that pub. And we, like, you had to, we had to, like, put you in in your suit in the taxi, like, into the pub because you were locked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, th- and then we went to the island afterwards. I think that was the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I landed, actually, I landed at, like, 11 p.m. in, in Oslo, and then it took me, like, two hours to get to Carl's house. And I arrived, and you were already asleep on the couch, on the and I was on the floor, and I was like, "Oh, I'll introduce myself to you in the morning." Like I think it was that was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very funny. The last thing I remember is we had plenty of pre-drinks, and we bought a lot, so we had plenty to go, and and we didn't want to waste it. And we we were all meeting up at this uh, at Vipper, right? Yep. Yep, that was the yep. day. So- <laughs> That was that day where you met the person who looked identical to you and you were fighting Oh, him. yeah. Yeah. You were fighting him because you got caught bringing booze in, not in, the, in a cheeky way where it's like in a handbag or down your jocks, not like that. You were just like swinging a bottle around on the table, being all like suave. <laughs> we got one of them in, actually. It was just the second one that got. And then you got caught rapid. Oh, I had my eyes peeled and I waited for the prime opportune moment. And I and I got in and I was really happy with myself. And I sat down and I, I bragged about it. And then as soon as I bragged about it, someone came over and uh, said, no drinks, you're out. And uh, they tried to eject me. But... I got saved by my doppelganger. It was future you coming back to tell you, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this now. This will lead you down a dark road. Yeah, and it turns out I looked exactly like him. So I got a selfie and uh, I was allowed to stay. Um, and he just took my drink, which was, which was a fair trade. We looked so good. We looked yeah. damn fine. Absolutely. We, I'm going to know if, if we get an Instagram account, I'll put that up on it. Just the three of us looking shit hot. Looking sharp. I mean, we did look sharp until sort of midway through the day. and then After the 11 a.m. champagne brunch. Got a bit less sharp <laughs> after that. Especially, especially uh, you, Sir Rob, uh, hopping over fences. This is after Nathan, of course, gets almost kicked out of a place. But going to 
some kind of club and then uh, you pissing up against the railway railings. Remember that? Uh, possibly because we went into a nightclub and they're like, "Oh, you'll have to pay into this nightclub." I say nightclub, it was like three yeah. p.m. It was. <laughs> I went in and uh, they were like, "He's too, he's too drunk. I can't come in." And you went in, and it turned out that the place was completely empty, and they were charging like fifty euro in, and we were like, "Just let." Thankfully, Rob couldn't get us in because I'm not paying that. <laughs> we were so thankful of that. It turned out to be a really, really good evening. Then, in the end, was this that after that? I got? <laughs> bundled into a taxi that was after i left yeah you're on the way yeah. to the airport at this stage i do remember when we all got the taxi back and we all just necked some whiskey into us and then yeah. threw you into a taxi carl went for a shit and while he went for a shit and we we're packing nathan stuff i broke up in the whiskey for us all to have a shot <laughs> <laughs> i was actually telling the story to my friends over the weekend that uh at that time i ordered four shots of whiskey and cokes not just four whiskeys with cokes <laughs> And I was like, what do you mean it's 54 euro? All I want is four whiskeys and Coke. And they give me four bottles of Coke, which are like six or seven euro each, top of like 40, like 10 or 11 euro whiskeys. And I was like, how is it 54 euro for four of these? Norway is the most expensive place in the world. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's the first, I'll never forget the first month I was here. I was like, yeah, okay, I've got money. I've got enough money to get me through at least the summer. And then after the first month, I was going, all right, I'm just going to have to have like eat cardboard and eggs. Like the eggs over here are something like five euro for eggs. Just a regular six pack. So <clears throat> those were like no butter or anything. I was eating, I remember I was eating this type of bread that they have called loaf, which is a loaf. But it's uh, <laughs> like... Well, it's, it's, it's a type of bread where it's just like... It's just a, a white, it's white bread. This makes no sense in this conversation because every time I explain this to someone, no one's going to get it because I'm like, so you're talking about a white bread loaf of bread. Yeah. Yes, that was it. But it was also like the shittest, cheapest type of one that you can get. So I was eating that for basically the first six months. <laughs> basically, uh, I moved over here to Norway around six and a half years ago. I moved to, I moved to Norway for a job and... Uh, met a girl settle down just relax take it easy um and over that uh, past six years one of the interesting things that i've begun to love doing is doing bike touring and bike packing where we've done tours in france in norway in portugal australia and italy and then also kind of always that my goal in general is always to like get a bike in whatever country you're in and then just trying to at least do some type of tour like so that kind of has been one element of one of the many types of trips I like to go on. And uh, with me then, I kind of blagged Nathan and his partner over to Portugal trip, um, mm. which we can probably talk about in other episodes. But uh, you came along to that one and that was kind of like your first eye opening for 450 kilometers of the Portuguese coast. But we'd known each other from before then, but it was just more kind of naturally came up. We, we've done a lot of travels together to Sri Lanka and a few other places. So it, it was yeah. kind of natural to kind of do more adventurous stuff, I suppose. And at this point in time in Portugal, uh, my partner was pregnant as well. So. <laughs> I think that that gave us uh, an easy in the fact that you had stepped down a notch because when when I when I first met Carl, which is going back a long time, you know, you were a bit of a 
uh, I'm not going to say porker, but you had some you had some extra weight on you. I you know you look perfectly grand, but you and you were still in far better shape perfectly than me. But um, perfectly grand. But Rare. since starting these holidays, you have now you know every holiday we've been on has revolved in some way around physical exertion, and and I love it. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute since I've met you, Carl. It's been over eight nine years, right? Yeah, um, that's yeah. It's a fair old time because we met in an old we met in an old job. We did um, oh, an old work conference. We got partnered up together, um, and we and we hit it off. I mean, I'm not not really sure what they were thinking putting the two loudest people on the table together, but uh, <laughs> we got given out to like almost that that weekend for dressing up and wearing the same clothes and matching, and then doing a whole presentation together, wearing pink t-shirts it. and pink shorts and. And we Everything, got yeah, pumps was... as well. People loved it. We smashed it, but uh, we did mm. get a slap on the wrist. But that was uh, the birth of our friendship, and it's it's been tested ever since, I'd say. Exactly. And then taking that back even further as well, like um, on the whole trip thing, and, and Portugal again. <gasps> Portugal is the combination. That's the connector here. Uh, it's a great catalyst. <laughs> great place. I think we've ta- we'll talk about it in the future as well. But uh, Rob and I... Locked eyes across, uh, very serendipitously, yeah, me cute across shots, uh, as it was, <laughs> and then it's kind of been there ever since. Uh, the love lust that we have, and then Rob's been over here quite a lot, actually. Rob, you of anyone that we know, but yes, Nathan, as you said earlier on, before I moved to Norway when I was living in the UK, I was like 89 kilos, then I moved to Norway. And I dropped weight to around 79, or sorry, uh, 69 kilos. Nice. So I was in the space of like six to eight weeks. Norway is one of those places where it throws, you're kind of in adventure land, I suppose, where in the summertime, people are cycling, skiing, you know, cycling, swimming. Uh, there's always activities, running, the gyms are packed. Mm. And then same thing in uh, the wintertime. Even though it's really, really dark, people just go skiing and there's tons of different types of skiing you can do. So you're just year-round doing activities. Even ski on rollerblades. They ski on rollerblades, prep them for winter time, yeah. It's crazy to watch. I don't know how they stop. But actually, I found out they can get these Bluetooth brakes that they put onto those roller skis. This this blew my mind. Bluetooth. So you have this like thing, uh, like stoppers on your poles so if you want to stop you just press it down it'd be global leaders that's mental just just putting it out there though that bluetooth can only connect to one device at a time right so if you've accidentally connected to someone else's skis and you start <laughs> pressing them brakes man what happens to you there's someone doing a flip <laughs> i'm not stopping someone else someone you pick up your, you pick up your wife's one and she's going down to the shops and you're like, why is that working? And she's just going to flip down the road. Or just one stops and you start going in circles everywhere. You know, this definitely that's happening. <laughs> but they, uh, they win the Winter Olympics quite a lot. They win tons of awards. But mm-hmm. also, two facts about them. Salmon. They're like the salmon kings. And then oil. But um, yeah, that's where I live. I live in Norway. And uh, Rob, you are living in Dublin. The old haunt. Yep. The old haunt. Living about 10 minutes away from where you grew up. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's grand here. Been uh, been here most of my life. Apart from the one year I spent in San Francisco. Where uh, I actually 
that, that was the most adventurous bike thing I ever did was over there. <laughs> Cycling the Golden Gate Bridge and going up and down those hills every morning. <laughs> that was a bit of a killer. <laughs> or the uh, critical mass I took part in. It was the, uh, it's like a, I think they did them in other cities. It's like a, basically a day where everyone on a bicycle just becomes a delinquent and kind of the cops allow them to it. And it's like their protest against like traffic on the road. So everyone just meets up at some building. People bring like uh, speakers and stuff and we are, they're all just cycling a massive group basically calling called a critical mass. And they just basically mm-hmm. block junctions and like drive through red lights and basically take over the whole city. And uh, it's actually great crack to, uh, to partake in. Like you have some guys who are just like showing up to just see what it's all about. Like, you know, a thousand people cycling down the road at the same time and other people do it to like literally just be a bollocks. Like uh, mm. there were people pulling up uh, at the crossroads and blocking them so that the whole parade of bikes could go through. And like there's people in cars like beeping at them and like oh. trying to nudge their cars at their bicycles. And some guys just start shouting at his window going, get out of the way, take it out of the goddamn way. And his guys just stand there going, mate, that's a, that's a 60,000 BMW. This is a 60 quid bike. Keep hitting me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they don't care. But uh, oh, it's, it's good crack. Like it looks, it actually looks really cool. It's a bit like that na- naked cycle, except not everybody's naked. Just all the people from Hay Ashbury. Critical mass. It's, uh, oh, all four yeah. critical mass. It's good. It's good fun. That's the uh, that's the most exciting bike thing I've done uh, prior to this trip. And video I'm going across the Golden Gate Bridge. That's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. It's, uh, it takes ten minutes to cycle across the bridge, like like it's that big. Like, Oi. Yeah, because you, you see the spokes, or the you see the columns of the suspension mm-hmm. parts of the bridge when you're cycling across it. And you're like, oh yeah, they're only there. You're cycling for ages and ages and ages, and you're like, they're still miles away. And after about five or six minutes, you get to the first one. You're not even halfway across the bridge yet. Like, <laughs> it's savage to do that. And then, Rob, you're over in London. No, wait, did I just say, Rob, you're over in London? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. We can just fix that with editing. Uh, Nathan, you're over in London. <laughs> Yeah, man. I've been in London town for uh, about three years. Before that, lived on the outskirts in a London borough, but it was bordering Essex. And then uh, before that, I lived in Essex. And I moved around a lot when I was young, but I spent most of my adulthood in Essex and now London. The big smoke. Is Tilbury a borough of London? No, but after Tilbury, I moved to Upminster, which is the London borough of Havering. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Upminster yeah. one. He also just said London was a town, which I, I'm, I'm going to debate that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a city, but London town. I live in the centre of London now, so... Uh, oh, I live in the centre of London. Is, is, there, is there a centre of London, though? The very centre. Yeah. London Bridge. Yeah, maybe mm. the London Eye. Maybe that's... Dead center. Yeah. Sure, wherever you type in London would be. Right where the, the logo is on Google Maps. Um, Google Maps Trafalgar Square is London. Yeah. Yeah, you live right beside, right next to Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. In Kensington, Kensington Gardens. Yeah. That, that's pretty central. Yeah, it's a really nice place that you have. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself there now, Nate. Uh, well, <laughs> I like, I like wine. I like food. I like travel. I like wine. Uh, I like steak. 
so all of that good stuff true actually whenever to... you work and you go on holidays anywhere it's always if you're staying overnight it's always steaking on what glass of wine oh yeah anywhere you're going yeah yeah uh, bowl <laughs> but uh i i usually well i used to pride myself on my eating and drinking ability but uh yeah i think that that's catching up with me a bit now but we'll see also i'm a bit of a tech head you know grabbing my dad's knee in front of a computer that sort of got in my upbringing and somewhat counted for my less than stellar physical mm-hmm fitness but i do i love to travel that's sort of what we all sort of have in common really solo traveling is, is incredible but it's it's even better with friends so uh yeah i just like seeing places that put stuff into perspective you know um and that's why i'm really looking forward to this bike trip just because we're going to get some cracking views as well and there's that sense of achievement when you actually put some effort in it's true like we've done it before in the past uh so one of the things that i've always wanted to do um there's lots of different routes and bike and national routes that have happened and been built up around europe and actually in a lot of cities in the world just bike routes i suppose but there's this thing called the eurobellum and that's what i've done a few times like in france and in portugal we did the eurobella one which is a network of 19 different national routes that all kind of connect together and at various stages they're all at various stages of different completions with different uh, if, if it's just a road or a gravel or a fully signposted one. And France is actually really nice because it's well posted. But um, one of the things I've always wanted to do is to go from Bordeaux to, uh, yeah, from the Atlantic coast over to the Mediterranean, which is the canal of the two seas. There's a French word for this, but I don't know if I should say it or not with you two. Is it a dirty word? No, it's just like, it's just the French word of the canal of the two seas. So I was like, les canals des deux mers. That was pretty all right. Yeah, le, that, was, le, that was fairly accurate, yeah. Du mer. Du, well, not mer, that's, that's a different one. That's a that's, dirty uh, word. That's the Thames. That yeah, is. That's, the, that's the canal of the two shits. Yeah. <laughs> when we get over there, it'll be the canal of the three shits. <laughs> Um, so it links the, the Atlantic and the Mediterranean. So it's two different canals, the one up to the Garonne and then also the Canal de Midi. And uh, it's around 500, 500, 600 kilometers long. And uh, that's the thing. So we've planned on taking it. So we're going to cycle the whole, the whole end of that route. But once you get there, we're over at the Mediterranean in Montpellier and we were saying, we're over here. It's only another 300 kilometers or so to continue on. So uh, we've connected up the dots and we're going to go to some of the other places we want to go to, which is um, adding in the Eurovelo 8 route, which is along the Mediterranean. But kind of turning off from that and going to Marseille, Cassis and Saint-Tropez and ultimately ending up in Nice. But um, as we're beginning to plan all of this, uh, it was something that I've always wanted to do before is 35. And I've... Even though I have a little guy, a little little guy. <laughs> even though I have a son, uh, little garçon, little garçon. He, I was allowed to go. I've been given the privilege <laughs> to go and do this. So then I opened it up to you two to join, and you two just dove straight into it. And well, I think it, the reason why you invited us is because you needed help planning. You were just lost, and then we've just come in and we've just set it all up for you and saved yeah. the day. Oh yeah, that's definitely what, what you needed us to help persuade the missus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what? That's probably the 
the the latter i would have gone with the first one <laughs> i think as we go along people are going to understand who who really put the the planning and structure in place for this but, uh, <laughs> on the latter half that was definitely needed you guys are definitely good muscle in to winning her over mm. but basically yeah so you guys joined along and then uh, the planning happened and then the planning continued and we decided to set up like just a chat every few weeks to kind of get to know each other a bit better well, not get to know each other a bit better but <laughs> just to check in and see how the research quote unquote is going i feel attacked and that's kind of and you should feel a little bit attacked no i'm only messing i did do some research there last week now i uh to be fair I was looking up Toulouse and I was looking up the uh, what vineyards called wineries. I believe they're called uh, guillotines, not guillotines. Those uh, <clears throat> those little uh, French outdoor patio terraces. I could be very wrong. They might not be called guillotines at all. I mean guillotines, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're just gonna show up. Someone getting the head chopped off. Well, eighteenth century France. So what's after happening out that was? Uh, we spent time kind of planning and also talking with our partners about it and then they suggested why don't you just turn it into a podcast so then then formed guys on bikes talking shite which i've been correctly informed that none of us came up with that name so the kudos goes to the other half but this is the baby of all of our efforts i suppose this is what we now have the three of us created and pushed and birthed are going to do we're going to do not just it's not basically it's not just about going on a bike trip it's about the other adventures that we do on like if you guys come over here and we go skiing or if we do something over in ireland or we do something in uh, the uk or if we go anywhere else like it's going to be kind of or if we go surfing in portugal because that's where all three of us have been together at different times mm. uh so it'll be more of a an ongoing thing i suppose but we'll just call it guys and bikes talking shite because I'm, I'm guessing that at some point we'll be more on bikes than on seats talking shite i love that the acronym is gobshite yeah i know yeah it works perfectly and especially because this at some point is more than likely going to be used as evidence in a court of law so, uh, <laughs> let's call up the gobshite <laughs> that's very funny <laughs> but we're hoping that'll get better as we go as well so what's your hopes and dreams for this podcast guys ever have to work again I'll just be unemployed with a podcast. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm hoping that um, it gives us a, a foundation for similar-minded people's input for making things even better next time. Yeah, for me, it's yeah. kind of similar. It's like, let me, we're going to help you not do all the fails by doing the fails. Yeah. For you. And learning kind of a lot as we go. And some hidden wins, which we are inevitably going to find along the way, because that's just us. Really? Yeah. What were you going to say, Rob? <coughs> Sorry. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Paul. Cool. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, it's the three of us kind of just to test the, the waters ourselves. We've all hung around with each other. We've not done anything overly exerting yeah, agree. Uh, together. So we can always bring people like this on the next trip and extend it out as a sort of wider, ever-changing group with, with core members. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. What you want to get out of it, I suppose, is, is, I mean, whenever you go on a trip, you take photos. A lot of us probably fill smartphones with photos and never look at them. They're like, see yourself, Carl, stick them on a Google Chrome background and they're forever playing, you know. Uh, I, I think I feature on your TV quite often hmm. and your child's going to be like, who, the, who is this guy? He's, he's always around, but yeah, I've never met him. 
because of the, the yeah, pandemic. <laughs> That's Uncle Rob. We don't talk about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't bring up the devil. That's like saying Voldemort. <laughs> but I think like it's just something that we're doing for, for a bit of fun, the podcast. But it's like you yeah. can in ten or twenty years listen back to something and go, oh yeah, that was that was that thing that we did. We only did it once, or we did it fifty times after that. Mother trips and just just listen to the crap we talked. Mm, pure yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think so too. Can you imagine just sitting there and then your kid finds out about this in ten years and there's oh I just thought about that now. Oh no. Uh yeah, your kid thinks about like all the shit that you've done. Because we're telling stories about the shit we've done as well. So he's just gonna be listening there being like Is this you? <laughs> like <laughs> I've no idea who that is. Uh doesn't sound anything like me. Carl's kid's gonna want emancipation before he's eighteen and he's gonna use this in evidence against Carl. <laughs> oh, oh he got to do this stuff mom why can't i <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah. so that's a thing that comes up quite a lot between um the differences between norway and ireland in like our upbringings and stuff so mm. you just kind of do what you want to do anyway yeah and we already know that he's going to just want to do what he wants to do anyway that's basically we've already seen that out of him so we kind of see what happens as it goes but um it's for the podcast itself it's it's pretty cool to listen back to it's good for people to learn but it's also going to be good for us to kind of adapt and get other people on and also we probably should just say we are amateurs yeah uh, we are not like pros or anything but that's probably the best thing in in the bike thing side of things and anything we do probably take try out together as a group there's going to be various levels of various levels so the word just words? leave it at levels. Oh, yeah, I abilities. fully agree. Various levels of abilities <laughs> in each thing that we do. Just to mention for anyone listening out there, all opinions are our own and not those of our employers or former employers. <laughs> or our partners. Or partners. Well, that was very funny. That it's, um, yeah, so we just kind of, we're going to make it up as you go along. Probably launch a, a podcast every second week or an episode every second week. Something like that. Sounds good. And uh, it'll just kind of change. We'll probably have some people on also very open for people to say, hey, you guys should try this. Uh, and we'll see what happens. Like when we got Nathan over here to ski for the first time and he broke his thumb, but realized he broke his thumb after six months. Uh, so his hand is never the same ever again. <laughs> yeah. So we're basically going to land in France uh, together, probably roughly around the same time uh, in Bordeaux. Uh, have coffee, do some tours, drink, go to some vineyards, and uh, I think in in other episodes we can probably explain a little bit more uh, how the setup and planning is going to be. But mm-hmm. basically, it's three guys going to France and trying to cycle a thousand kilometers in ten days with a very loose plan. The day after one of them comes back from a wedding. Yeah. yeah. So it's the drunkard, the guy with the ailments, and. Uh, the, the father figure <laughs> and the father figure and Rob yeah <laughs> to be fair you're probably more sober than us even we'll be drunk after a glass of wine but you'll have so much alcohol in you that you'd just be steamrolling the whole time you've got long legs I've drank enough this weekend to last me the whole trip in France <laughs> alright but uh, yeah cool so there's going to be more will there be more episodes coming up uh Stick around and enjoy and listen to some of the shit that we're going to be talking. But, uh, and I need to stop playing with these kids' cars as well. Are they the ones I bought? Yeah. Nonsense.
stay child forever. <laughs> but that's so cool that they're magnetic and they stick together. I remember those when I was a kid. I, I love those guys. I, I have a set of them at home in my parents' attic somewhere, like a whole I train had, set. Yeah, I had a train set like that, trains. Yeah. We should have a mascot that comes with us on the trip. Rob, I'm going to leave that over to you. You can deal with that. Uh, I'll just draw a smiley face on an empty bottle of whiskey. And that's our mascot. Carl just gets a call from a panicked wife. Like, I can't find the baby. Well, uh, it's all right. I have him here. <laughs> <laughs> Pull him out of a bag. <laughs> he was small enough for hand luggage. She'd be so thankful for that. She'd be like, wait, you're taking him for a we week. We gave you 10 days off. Go to the spa. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, cool. Anyway, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and share this shit with your friends. Unless you think it sucks. Don't share shit. It's not healthy. Don't share shit. Okay, cool. Well, don't share shit. But share this podcast.